0: Welcome to another episode of Academy Outcasts, the cinematic education from one friend to another. I'm your host, Morgan Spatola.
1: I'm your co-host, Thomas Jernigan. And uh, Morgan, you know how you get certain songs in your head and they just won't go away?
0: Uh, yes, I'm very familiar with that.
1: Well, this one... Like the
0: entire album of Hamilton.
1: Yes, you know that by heart, which is weird because there's a lot of lyrics to that.
0: It's because I wake up most Crazy. days with it in my head. Okay. Go on.
1: Yikes, wow. <laughs> Save yep. me. Help. What's your favorite song on Hamilton?
0: <gasps> I don't know.
1: Okay, well, let's not... let's not... The
0: cabinet battle, the first cabinet battle. Okay. Is really good.
1: Where it's him and who?
0: It's uh, Hamilton and Jefferson.
1: Is that the whole, like, yes, sir, where they always rhyme everything at the end with sir? No,
0: that's uh, Aaron Burr, which is okay. the second song in the entire okay. album.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> the song that I have in my head, which is just maddening it's just like a freaking i don't even know nails on a chalkboard is uh <laughs> go go power rangers oh god and i don't know the rest of it because it's like do do do
0: there's
1: morphin in there that
0: literally always happens to me with um the pokemon oh song. yeah like i
1: wanna be the very that's, it. Best. that's
0: all i know and, and no i'm one
1: like ever- wait i want to see how much i can get here. okay and no one ever was <laughs> to train them is my true test Something is my cause <laughs> I will travel across the land Searching for... Oh, I know more than I thought.
0: Are you sure? These are the lyrics because like...
1: Searching for who I... Because everyone
0: knows the premise of Pokemon so it's like pretty plausible that you could just yeah, make up I know. and just be like, this is about the Pokemon I know. You could, show. I know. They catch 'em in little balls.
1: Pikachu always says his name. See. And Ash Ketchum is kind of like ketchup. So when I was... I remember this was one of my first memories... Um, I wanted a birthday party when I was like four years old. And I remember I was, um, on the toilet. And, uh, my, I don't know why that, what? W- it's just the, the little things that stand okay. out in, in your first memory. You gotta grasp these first memories and, and really uh, appreciate where you are. So anyway, I was on the toilet and I heard my mom calling. Like some weird whatever, because I wanted one of the Power Rangers to come uh-huh. uh, to my birthday. Okay. And I wanted the red one because he was like the main guy. Okay. And, um, and, uh, apparently the red one wasn't available. So, uh-huh. the, and then I was like, okay, what Why? about, I was like, what about <laughs> the black one? She's like, no, black one's not available too. And I was like, who's available? And I was, and, um, she uh, she said it it's uh, they only have the girl power range <laughs> oh, no. and so the pink and yellow one and i'm like um okay so anyway i i actually I gave the green light to go ahead and have uh, I believe the pink ranger come. That's pretty um, big
0: for a young boy to I have at his, uh, his now, birthday. I almost a- said wedding. Wedding. Don't know yeah, why.
1: Wedding <laughs> at, at, at four years old. Yeah. Wow. Um, Your
0: power ranger themed wedding. Anyway,
1: so it worked out because actually the blue dude was available or whatever. So he came. So you still um, got a boy. Yeah. Yeah. So got a boy. But anyway. You no, know, it I, wasn't I like
0: how- actually the power rangers, right? It was just like whoever could wear the suit that day.
1: Wait, What? <laughs>
0: They didn't tell you.
1: It would have been cool if I had the Pink Ranger. I wonder how that would have gone down in 1993 or whenever I was three or four years old uh, with a bunch of my guy friends. You know, maybe it would have been a hit. Maybe it would have been more of a hit. It would
0: have been cool because they probably all secretly had crushes on them.
1: I know. I know. And then you wonder, you know, even at four, you know, um, maybe, you know, Pink Ranger. Yeah. kind of crazy you know it's so it's so bizarre they even had like sex appeal for Ew. power rangers and like this is a show for kids man out now. The hell anyway so it's a segue into the list oh, right now it? yes oh my god I, it's a stretch it's a stretch oh, okay but anyway so, we're, so what's our list our then? list is gonna be movies um with female leads
0: oh god that was and- like <laughs> <laughs> the worst segue in the entire yeah, world it wasn't
1: great but i didn't have any other story that
0: i had nothing so i
1: i so we're we're going over movies that kind of are female centric and uh you know kind girl of like power. girl power girl power type i wore thing. my girl
0: power shirt earlier today i should oh, oh, to come record that would have been so great i know i changed before i came take over. a picture
1: and post it or whatever damn anyway, anyway. okay so we got right. we had a list
0: Hit me with that I'm list. Gonna,
1: I'm going to lightly <laughs> pat you with the list on the back.
0: Upon, oh, I was going to say, upon both cheeks.
1: <laughs> upon both cheeks. I don't
0: know.
1: Yes. Yes, my liege. I don't know. All right, okay. let's hear it. All right, so the first one. I don't know why I talk like that, but okay, the first one is going to be a movie that I doubt you've heard of. Uh, it's going to be Domino.
0: No. No, mm-hmm. never heard of it. Nope.
1: Kira Knightley. Ooh, mm-hmm. we saw a little Keira Knightley in uh, Atonement. Um, this was back when she was actually good. Um, so anyway, this movie is based loosely on a real story. Is it about the
0: supporting character Domino from the new Deadpool 2 movie? But it was like her, like they came out with that before. Because She was really cool. I liked her in the movie.
1: So, no, no, this is based off a real person called Domino Harvey. Wow. Oh. And she was the first uh, well known female bounty hunter. Ooh. Which those are real things. People actually hunt bounties. Yes, they on do. people. And like, they get dog. paid. Like, what? Doll, like dog. Yeah. The bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah. You
0: can't say it normal. You gotta say Doll, Dog. The yeah. bounty hunter. And
1: what's the girl's name again? Uh oh. Okay. Cat. I just, I just meant cat. <laughs> oh, my God. Get it? Anyway, no. So, uh, first, like, big female bounty hunter um and they like go through basically one of her crazy stories that she has uh directed by uh Tony Scott who's really Scott's brother uh the late Tony Scott unfortunately um you know she just kicks ass it's it's well shot it's very uniquely shot with kind of the colors and the editing um his movies were always so very unique the way that they were delivered it's it's unlike things that it, you'd ever see before a good trademark of Tony Scott's recent films is that just randomly a character will say a line and you'll see the text like a subtitle, but it's not in another language. It's like you th- he wants that line to be emphasized even Weird. more. So yeah. like they'll say something and then they'll like repeat it like they'll like jump back to it and then like say the line again with that. So Dominic Harvey is a very underrated movie. It's very good. Um, Action packed. Um, I think you'll like it. Next one. Uh, a movie that I was a big fan of back in the day, which I just saw, like, three weeks ago, and I was like, this is an amazing movie. Um, and, well, amazing for other reasons, but uh, it's called Young Adult.
0: No. Nope. No, nothing. No, nothing. nothing. Okay.
1: So, Charlie Theron. Okay. Which is amazing. I was so tempted to put Mad Max Fury Road on it, but I knew that you wouldn't choose it, even though it is so female-driven. And it shouldn't be called Mad Max. It should be called Furiosa, which is her character's name. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Charlize Theron, um, the writer of um, Juno and Jennifer's Body, Diablo Cody, okay. won an Oscar for Juno. Uh, very unique style. Um, but in this movie, she kind of scales it back from all the kind of crazy, like clever whatever. This is um, a story about um uh, a, a woman in her early 30s she writes young adult novels and um she's depressed she's an alcoholic and she's kind of in a rut in her life mm, and um, sounds
0: uplifting i know
1: right um so she catches wind that an ex-boyfriend of hers um, from like college or something like that is having a baby and she's now invited to like the Baby's christening or something like that mm-hmm. um, and what she does what she has in mind is she wants to steal the boyfriend away and oh
0: I thought you were going to say she wants to steal the baby the baby
1: that'd be awesome damn um, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah that would be a little too
0: whatever I was like wow morbid. this took a weird I know, turn right
1: yeah and then anyway so she she um, it, she goes back to her town where she went in high, to high school it was a small town everybody knows each other uh-huh. um, she pairs up with Patton Oswald um, who a lot of crap has happened to him and she's kind of confiding in him and and it's all about her kind of like mental breakdown and then I believe it's directed by Jason Reitman, the guy who did Up in the Air and uh, a number of other movies. So that's on, young adult. All right. All right. Number Um, three. Number three. So this movie, a lot of people wouldn't associate with kind of a female, um, you know, kind of driven story. But again, saw it again for the first time in a while and the female characters steal the show. And then... I realize that it's almost more about them than the male characters. Is it the
0: Sex in the City movie?
1: Oh God, no! Oh. I would never put that garbage Darn. on this podcast. <laughs> oh,
0: it might be good. You don't know. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Then you don't know. Nor will you have I. No idea. I'll just. It might be a great movie.
1: <laughs> it might. I... Yeah. <laughs> this movie is. Um. I had mentioned it to you, and um, it's. By the same guy who did Adaptation. Okay. Um, so you've got uh, uh, Charlie Kaufman doing uh-huh. the screenplay. It is probably one of the most bizarre, screwed up, twisted movies you'll ever see. He just makes his own rules in this okay. movie. It, and it takes so many twists and turns, and it just does not follow like the conventional rules of of a movie, of a story, of a screenplay, of anything. It is the most okay. bizarre thing you'll ever see in your life. I kid you not. Like I can't I, I could I could go on.
0: What's it called?
1: Well, hang on. So No, tell <laughs> me. It's um it's uh and you saw a little bit of this movie when you saw adaptation. And the title oh. is Bean John Malkovich. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So do you know anything about it?
0: I mean no. I mean, you put it on a list before, though. I think actually. I have. I think I have. So um, something about an actor and there's like puppets involved. Yeah. In like an attic space or something.
1: Sort of. Yeah. OK. That's and all I got. So it's it's basically um, this one guy finds a way to uh, transport into the actor's John Malkovich's head. Uh-huh. and He can be John Malkovich for uh, an extended period of time. And so other people find out about this and there's this whole organization that knows about it and things are kind of manipulated and twisted with this guy and oh my god, just talking about it right now, it's, it's just it just blows your mind and at the end of the movie you're just like uh, uh blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. All right, John Malkovich. main John Malkowitch. Alright, another one that I put on the list um is Joy
0: nope haven't heard of that one okay all right geez what Uh, are these movies i know so
1: this is with um uh jennifer lawrence uh jay law
0: wait is this the one where jennifer lawrence sells mops or something okay yeah no yes i yes yes Uh uh-huh have heard of it you have put this on a list before based off of she sells mops it's based off a true story she like makes a mop empire
1: yes okay Hey, last one on the list is um, ooh, this is a nice little '90s comedy, whatever, yeah. based off a Shakespeare play. Okay. Um, based off of Much Ado About Nothing. Is it Ten
0: things I hate about you. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, finally, I've seen that one. Okay, multiple you've seen that times. One. Uh, multiple
1: times. Yeah. Okay. All right, got Heath Ledger. Yep. Well, yeah. That's and, a good one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. God, that was one of the first uh, Heath Ledger's first movies. So
0: Much Ado About Nothing is no, it's based off the Taming of the Shrew.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember anything about the Taming of the Shrew.
0: It's basically. I mean, it's just ten things I hate about you. That's all it is. Okay. The girl wants to marry this guy, but she can't get married until her older sister gets married off, and uh. so the guy convinces this other dude, this like playboy, whatever, to. Tame the Shrew, aka the older oh. sister, and um, that makes sense. And that's it. Okay, let's recap this list. Okay,
1: let's recap the list. Um, so we got Domino, Young Adult, Being John Malkovich, Joy, and Ten Things I Hate About You.
0: Ooh, this is tough because they all sound really good. Yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> Ooh,
0: I want to watch.
1: You should go over them again.
0: No, I think I want to watch Being John Malkovich because it's like the most classic one on the list. It is. Yeah, that's
1: probably right. So let's
0: watch Being John Malkovich. Yeah.
1: I I don't know what the fuck I'm in for. That's a good one because I feel like you would have been bored with Joy and Young Adult. Domino would have been a good one. But all right, well, let's watch Being John Malkovich. All right, let's. Malkovich, Malkovich. (laughs) Malkovich.
0: Let's go watch.
1: Malkovich, Malkovich. Seven-and-a-half, right? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Welcome to the seven-and-a-half floor of the Merton-Flemmer building.
0: My name is Craig Schwartz, and I have an interview with Dr. Lester. Please have a seat, Mr. Juarez. My name is Schwartz. My name is Swartz. Which of these two letters comes first, this one or this one? The symbol on the left is not a letter, sir? Damn, you good. Do you know that I don't even know your name or where you work?
1: And 50 other lines to get into a girl's
0: pants. <laughs> yeah. So, honey, you thought any more about us having a baby?
1: I think that maybe we should just wait and see if this job thing pays off. There's a tiny door in my
0: office, Maxine, and it takes you inside John Malkovich.
1: There's no such thing as a hole into somebody's brain. Yes,
0: there is. You see the world through John Malkovich's eyes, yes. and then after about 15 minutes.
1: And that's not me. I didn't say that. You're spit out into a ditch on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike. It was amazing.
0: Where the hell are we? We're Malkovich's subconscious.
1: Do you think that it's kind of weird that John Malkovich
0: has a portal? I mean, do you think that it might have some sort of significance?
1: What is going on? Huh? I discovered that portal. It's my head!
0: John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, Catherine Keener, and John Malkovich. Malkovich! Malkovich!
1: Being... John Malkovich. Hey,
0: Malkovich be fast. all right and we are back oh
1: hey okay
0: um i think it's time for us to
1: go to the box office
0: yes how did you know oh my
1: god yeah i've done this episode uh, or this show a few times
0: You've done this exact episode before? Yeah, I know. I've gone into a
1: portal and I've done oh, this in multiple lifetimes.
0: All right. So what do you want to talk about today?
1: I'll talk about Nectar. Okay. And Nectar makes the most comfortable mattress available.
0: Sweet, delicious mattresses.
1: Oh, yes. And all of its Nectar goodness. Um, and Nectar also sells directly to you, cutting out the middleman and markups. You enjoy the best mattress at a much better price. Nectar is designed for every type of sleeper and arrives backed by our full comfort guarantee and forever warranty. Plus a five-year sleep trial so you can make sure Nectar is right for you at no risk. Nectar arrives straight to your door. If you like, we can set up your Nectar and remove your old mattress. Thousands of Nectar customers and over 20 mattresses review sites think Nectar is the most comfortable mattress you can purchase. And if you don't agree, we will take Nectar back and refund your full purchase.
0: We at Academy Outcast will take it back and yep. refund your full us purchase. Too.
1: Us too. We're but
0: make sure to contact Nectar, not
1: but us. Do Nectar, and yeah, then they'll know. they'll give it to us. Yeah,
0: they'll let us know. The
1: Nectar, the yeah. sweet, sweet Nectar. Mm-hmm. And now our listeners can take $100 off the purchase of their mattresses Nectar. Just go to http colon backslash backslash bit, B-I-T, dot L-Y backslash no wonder everybody wants a Nectar sleep mattress.
0: Will you do it again, but will you just read the um, the link normal?
1: <laughs> what's, what's the link normal?
0: <laughs> you just always read it weird. What?
1: Okay. H-
0: HTTP. <laughs> no, you don't even Cohen. have to say that. You just say bit.ly oh, okay, okay. slash <laughs> <laughs>
1: Our listeners can take $100 off the purchase of their mattresses. Just go to bit.ly backslash sca, sca, damn it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about Blue Apron. Talk about Blue Apron. So Blue Apron is one of those meal kit delivery services, but it's not just any meal kit delivery service. It is the... Original Meal Kit Delivery service. It is. Each week, you can choose from a variety of chef-designed, step-by-step recipes. You get fresh seasonal ingredients delivered right to your door and enjoy delicious, unforgettable meals cooked from scratch by you. No my there God. there is not a little tiny chef in the box that gets out and cooks it. You gotta cook it yourself. But other than that, they do all of it. It's pre-packaged, pre portioned ingredients. Wait, if
1: there's not a small little chef, then I don't know.
0: <laughs> Blue apron's uniquely integrated model means better ingredients, better pricing, and a better planet. Yeah, they're saving the planet
1: for us all. Is power.
0: Uh-huh. So go to bit.ly slash snapperin, that's Scavengers Network. Apron. So S N A P R O N 30. So bit.ly slash 30 to get $30 off your first order of blue apron.
1: Is that like their Snapchat or is it just like. No,
0: it's Scavengers Network. Blue apron. apron. Blue um, apron, a better way to cook.
1: Yeah. Okay, Warby Parker. <laughs> no, Warby okay. oh, no. <laughs> right.
0: Sorry, Warby Parker. We're not doing you this week. No. Oh my God. So we just watched.
1: The Little Mermaid,
0: being John Malkovich. Yes. Holy cow! Where do you
1: start with this just absolute craziness of a movie?
0: Okay, so let me try to recap. Yeah, this. how do
1: you even, uh, yeah, summarize this movie? Jeez, I can go for it.
0: Okay, I'm gonna try it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay, uh-huh. so like, okay, so, um, Craig Ferguson, no. Was that his name? No, it was Craig Schwartz.
1: Schwartz, no, no. Craig
0: Schwartz... Is
1: Ramirez, or what was, what was Juarez. His? Juarez,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, so Craig is, um, he wants to be a puppeteer, and he's like really good at it because, like, I don't, like, was that for real? Like those puppets? Yeah, because they have to train to do really that. Really good. Yeah, because I mean, um, all the puppetry in the movie was off the charts. Yeah. Loved it. Uh-huh. Anyway, so Craig wants to be a puppeteer, and his wife, who works at a pet shop and they also own like 8,000 pets, is like, why don't you just get a job? Instead of being a depressed puppeteer boy. And so he gets a job. beat
1: up by doing inappropriate uh, love scenes. (laughs) Sexual
0: puppet scenes on the street. To little kids. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, that paints him in a wrong way. It
0: it wasn't really like that. It was like a drive-by puppeting
1: (laughs) or something. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So
0: he gets a job on the seven and a half... Seventh and a half floor Uh of the Melton building or whatever. Yeah. And whatever it's called. And he's like, that's weird that it's a seventh and a half floor. And then he meets this woman, Maxine. It's like Harry Potter. Yeah, kind of Not in three
1: quarters. It's like
0: this probably inspired the entire Harry Potter series. Mm -hmm, So he meets Maxine, who is a gorgeous, mysterious woman that he falls in love with. And then aside from all of that. He is working one day and he discovers a secret portal. Mm. And so he goes down the portal and he realizes that he can see through the eyes of the actor John Malkovich.
1: The actual John Malkovich. Yes. In the movie. Played yes. by John Malkovich. Yes. Yes. And You're um The jewel thief guy. Yeah. No. And
0: um and so He like, then after the, his time is up, because it lets him see for about 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden he's transported, dumped off on the side of the highway by the New Jersey Turnpike, which what the fuck? Yeah, why? Why there? And so then he's trying to figure out what's up with this portal. So he tells Maxine and Maxine is into it. And she says that they should sell the portal Or the, not the portal, sell the rights to like take a turn in the portal. So they're charging 200 bucks a pop. So, um, he's telling, so Craig's telling his wife about this and she's like, well, I want to try it, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's a perfectly reasonable request. Like you're talking about a weird portal and you're going to sell tickets to it. Like, well, I want to see what's up. And then she's like, right.
1: Lottie. Lottie, Lottie, yeah.
0: And so then Lottie goes to the portal, and she's, like, totally obsessed with being John Malkovich, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. First, yes. she says that she's trans, which, like, I would in- would have encouraged the movie to explore that further, but yeah, that's right. fine. The way that it went they was fine. They didn't really
1: follow that. I mean, there was no. just more... Like, she's just like, I
0: think I'm trans! And he's like,
1: no! Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? She was in the shower, and, like, she was, you know, Enjoying with being a man? Yeah. I don't know. So,
0: yeah. um... So then they, basically what happens is Lottie's obsessed with it, and then in a weird turn of events, one of many weird turns of events, yeah. Lottie and Maxine strike up an affair with each other, but Maxine only wants to be with Lottie when Lottie is being John Malkovich. Yep. And uh, Craig gets wind of this and is jealous, and so he locks up Lottie in the chimpanzee cage. Oh, God. Elijah. Yep. And, um, he is John Malkovich when he's with Maxine and then some shit happens. And then basically what you find out is that, um, the owner of the building that has a seventh and a half floor. Um, seventh and a half floor, I can't Dr. say. Dr. Lester. Right. Dr. Lester um actually was grooming John Malkovich to be his vessel for his like himself when he got too old so that he can live forever and he's been doing it for a really long time, for like ninety years yeah. or something. So, um, and then basically they're uh like a a battle of wills ensues because they want, because Dr. Lester wants his vessel back and um, Lottie's in love with Maxine and Craig loves to be John Malkovich. Mm. And then in the end, Lottie and Maxine end up together and they have a baby, but the baby is the new vessel. Yeah. And you find out at the very end that Craig is in
1: Isn't the child vessel. In the child.
0: And that is creepy as fuck.
1: And so now with his ability to kind of. Uh, Uh, puppet John Malkovich did Um, I mean he obviously will be able to do that with the little kid and there's you know basically nothing that's gonna cause Craig to get out of uh, yeah of of the little kid so it's just like he's there
0: that's Um, so creepy
1: I know it's okay so did you oh my god did you expect (laughs) even like the first twist to have occurred what of the tunnel of just like everything. I mean, what, well, what, what do you think you. I mean, I, I did a kind of a weird. I basically. I, I think I did a good job just basically giving you a very doing the blunt, be- yeah. you know, kind without of giving an elevator away. speech, yeah. you know, which also, how the hell do you pitch this? I think while we were watching the I movie, I was just. Imagine the first person yeah. reading this. Um, and just just not knowing what to make out of it, but but yeah, I mean, even you know the first uh, first bit of it of just seeing the this doorway, I mean, yeah, like, what, what were you feeling inside? I don't what
0: know. Well, I really liked how it was like totally the word that's coming to mind is supernatural, but it still wasn't like ghosts. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It was like magic yeah. or otherworldly or something yeah. something like out of this world was happening, and they just treated it with such like okay, this yeah. is a thing, it's real. No, there was no disbelief, they just accepted right. it, which I really liked that, because it just kind of immediately like thrust you into this weird world. Yeah, yeah. Like, all of the twists, I did not expect. Like, uh-huh. I don't know, like, the pitch that you gave of, like, yep, yeah, they can see through the eyes of the actor John Malkovich, and I'm like, okay, and then sure. you're like, wait a second, like, yeah. what the
1: fuck? And then you have just all of these, yeah. you know, you have this kind of love triangle between yes. Craig Maxine and... um and Lottie, uh, which
0: is yeah, the love triangle was not expected. Just and kind I of appreciated that element.
1: John Malkovich, the the character. Was really just kind of a a puppet. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, it was a vessel. You didn't really give a crap about John. Malkovich. And that was something
0: that Craig said. He was like, "I'm a puppeteer. John Malkovich is my puppet. It's yeah. just like doing puppets, you right. know. And so yeah, it's that like was... living
1: somebody else's life and everything yeah. like that. But I mean, when you're and when you're in the audience and you're seeing this movie, you don't really care about. I mean, it's it's intriguing or whatever. Yeah. Especially when he goes down his own po- portal and just sees all of Seed them, all the Malkoviches. So, and yeah, that's, that's a cool thing because in the very so first funny. scene of adaptation, you see um um john malkovich like telling the crew like these masks are very hot let's keep in between in between take time at a minimum that's right and and if you see i mean there's a lot of extras with john malkovich's thing and you can kind of tell in that scene that it's just kind of still speaking of
0: which i didn't mention in the first half this episode is technically our year
1: Twenty six, yeah. Twenty six
0: is our our year anniversary episode. So happy yep. year anniversary episode, Thomas.
1: Happy, yep. Uh-huh. And
0: how fitting is it that we're doing John Malkovich because that the, like, was yeah. What they show, yeah. It's basically yeah. Adaptation. So that's what they showed in adaptation.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I just wanted to shout that out. So that's, thanks for that's reminding kind of, me it's, that. It's a
1: weird how that kind of fell into play.
0: It did remind me a lot of adaptation in the yeah. way that it was acted. If that mm. makes sense, like it yeah, was yeah. very. Um, like, the way that they delivered lines and stuff uh-huh. was very... It just had a certain...
1: So I don't even know. Like, I, a certain
0: style to it mm-hmm. that, um, that like, where an uh, actor would say a sentence that kind of ended in a question mark where maybe they didn't need to yeah. or something. And it just kind of sounded a lot like adaptation. So, I right. thought that was interesting to be able to see his writing style and through both movies. It even
1: sounded... So, I, I like when Spike Jones directs um, Charlie Kaufman's work because it... it, it gets a little bit more of a continuity, uh, behind it. So, uh-huh. uh, one of Charlie Kaufman's better movies, actually, I don't say better cause they're all great, but Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm. uh, was directed by like, uh, Michel Gaudry or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was a little bit different, but I think a pattern that I've seen is that, um, he has such like a, a, a weird, like influx of lines that. When they're delivered, they just like don't mean anything. They fall flat. Yeah. Even when they're like really important or whatever, and it almost kind of creates this landscape of anything can happen type yeah. deal. So when you say something so outlandish in such a very common way, yeah, you know, and and I feel like oddly enough that that probably has a little bit more to do with the director on how um you know the the lines are delivered. That's yeah. why I like when Spike Jones takes a hold of um. You know uh, Charlie Kaufman's movies. It's a, it's a it's a weird movie.
0: I enjoyed it. It kept me laughing the whole time. Yeah, it was it was so, funny there was too. A lot of I stuff mean, that was, was, was just um... completely silly.
1: But see, so. it's the, here's what's great about. Charlie Kaufman and this movie an adaptation he makes his own rules yeah it, there's I mean there it, there was nothing out of bounds I mean he, he even like implemented like real life he had Charlie Sheen yeah just there you know I mean, as as a character as and himself. I like how like, at the
0: end it was like seven years later and Charlie Sheen is like balding like I mean, yeah, he doesn't right. even look like that he has You're a full right. head of hair right now <laughs> no, like yeah, no. so like, i chubby and enjoyed early. that like, yeah
1: but um... Charlie
0: Sheen aged a lot better than that movie <laughs> oh, implied <laughs> yeah. he might yeah. so yeah
1: Winning! Um. Oh god, um, <laughs> god, that was before all. Sorry,
0: that. he aged physically a lot better. Than yeah, <laughs> maybe not mentally. His
1: is, uh, deterioration mentally is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, God. All right. Well.
0: Well, shall we move into our ratings? then? What
1: the hell? Can we? Romance.
0: Malkoviches, obviously. Malkovich,
1: Malkovich? Yeah. Did you notice how I said Malkovich? Malkovich? Yeah, you I said Malkovich, Malkovich? yeah, I gave mm-hmm. yeah, understand, yeah. understand now. A bit of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was bringing how many uh. <laughs> Malkoviches, geez, would you give this? Well, um, so Charlie Kaufman is god when it comes to screenwriting. Um, I really want to see his new claymation movie that he has about what? a like depressed middle aged man um, that like finds love and is like really weird and it got nominated for best animated picture oh like, my god back in 2015 or whatever it came out. point being Charlie Kaufman can do no wrong um, being John Malkovich was his first real big one and it blew people away and then he followed it up with adaptation and then two years later he followed it up with Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind this guy killed it in like four years four yeah, or five years for so, sure so anyway um yeah, I can't see giving this movie anything less than 9 out of 10 Malkovich's. All yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Yes. And honestly, I Gotta agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Nine right. out of ten Malkoviches, nice. for sure. I'm gonna gonna go with that. I, I really enjoyed it. The story took so many unexpected twists and oh, turns yeah. in the best way. Like I hate when shit's predictable. Yeah, right. And it was completely it was
1: just, you could never completely unpredictable, uh-huh. no.
0: And um there was like totally a weird gay plot line, so <laughs> I'm into <laughs> I that, know you'd obviously. Like that. Yeah. Um uh, and totally. it was funny. It was really funny too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, no. I really liked it I'm really glad that we got to watch it totally. for sure yeah that's a yeah, good one it's a it good great. it's
1: a good kind of full circle with our year thing adaptation how,
0: how good is that that, that oh worked out Oh my god! <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for us today folks so thank you so much for listening um and big thank you to the scavengers network for having us on Woo. and thank you to nectar and blue apron our sponsors this week uh go ahead and check out the Scavengers Network. Um we are releasing a lot of new video content on the YouTube channel. So
1: Tasty Tasters. Yep.
0: So Taste Testers is one oh. that I <laughs> almost did, got it. I did the pilot for um where I review um internet recipes basically and um, there's some other let's plays if you like video games and stuff so go check that out and thank you so much for listening I've been your host Morgan Spatola
1: I've been your co-host John Malkovich I'm joking Malkovich Malkovich Thomas Jernigan here signing off
0: (laughs) alright thank you so much that's a wrap (coughs)